Welcome to Boomer and Senior Travel, formerly Scatter Travel TV. We are on our African Safari. Remember from the last videos that we did, we had been in Johannesburg, South Africa, and then to Kruger Park for our safari. Going into the park, we did it in several different days in different segments. So we went in an evening on one, and we went in the morning on the next one, and then we went for the afternoon and evening again for the third one. So we went through the park three different times. You have to drive in quite a ways, and animals are wild, so you never know where you're going to see them or what you're going to see. I'd like to tell you a little bit about the animals that we saw in Kruger Park on the second day that we were in Kruger Park. So we went into Kruger Park, and as we drove through, one of the first animals that we saw was hiding in the grass, laying down low. In fact, we would have missed it if the guide had not seen it as he came up. They're so used to looking for the animals that they find them usually the first. Sometimes people in the trucks will scream out, I see something, and they'll get to a stop and, you know, try to find it first. But most of the time, the drivers know pretty much, either from talking to each other or having been in their debate the day before, the movement of the animals and where we're going to see something. These two lions um, were hiding in the grass. They were laying really low in the grass. And they would just lay there, and they were very still. Now, the um, mama lion, was uh, the lioness, was turned away from us, and she was watching something in the background. And the big lion, papa lion, was watching, just laying in the grass, watching the other direction. Now, just about the same time, they each see something different. Papa Lion looks up and sees us as we come up. And he is watching us very carefully. And he just sits and stares at us. And we sit real still and quiet. Well, we all have our binoculars out looking at him and our cameras. And Mama Lion, she is looking for food. And she has been watching food for a little while. Now, food is the gazelle. And they're all sitting in a little meadow right behind her, and they haven't seen her yet. But then Papa Lion decides to stretch a little and stand up. And as soon as he goes to stand up, yeah, the gazelle sees him. She pops her head up, and she looks at him and goes, oh, no. And she stands stock still and watches. And Mama Lion sits and just watches to see. Because now that they've been seen and they're a ways away from them, the gazelles would have time to run. So they just watched each other for a while. And when the Papa Lion moved, the rest of the herd picked up their heads and looked over. And everybody was watching everybody. We were watching the lions. The lions were watching us. And the lions were watching the gazelles. And the gazelles were watching the lions and watching us. So it was like this whole circle of people watching and animals watching. But it was really fun to see that. Now, pretty soon, Papa Lion got tired because they weren't ready to hunt. And he sat down, and he licked his lips, and he gave a great big yawn, showing all of his teeth. Made a little sound, not too big of a roar, but made a little sound. And then settled back down to sit in the grass and relax. And then we moved on. As we moved on from there, 
we were able to go and see the giraffes. Giraffes were the next thing that we saw. Again, back in the bush, we stopped and waited as they moved from tree to tree, coming closer and closer to the road where we would be near them. It was, again, really fun to see them. They would blend right in, look like a tree trunk for a while, and then they'd move. And then you'd see their heads sticking up as they would eat the leaves near the tops of the trees. They're really quite neat characters. They told us that they don't sleep laying down because they would suffocate. Their neck has to be up. And so they sleep um, with their head up. That would be really uncomfortable. So the giraffes are really, like I said, an interesting animal that is in the park, and they're fun to watch. They uh, have kind of different patterns in their coat. They're just a really neat creature to watch. Uh, as we went through, we saw a lot of giraffes. Some of them, and they were so tall. I mean, they, they'd be up near the sides of the trucks, and they. They looked like they could just walk right over the top of us. They were so big. And we even saw one with a baby, but that would be in the next video because that was the next day as we walked through. The next thing we saw that was really fun was monkeys in the trees. I know there are different kinds of monkeys in different areas of the world. These were really um, pretty good-sized monkeys. And they would climb around in the trees, and they would make noise, and they would watch us and jump from tree to tree. But one thing we found out about monkeys when we stopped at one of the lodges in the park was that monkeys will take your food if they can get it. And they loved yogurt. That was the number one thing that they loved. And they were really quite pesky. In fact, they ganged up on one lady and were biting in her pant legs and stuff. So you have to be a little bit careful because if the animals learn that people have food, then they become a little bit dangerous to people. But... They were fun to watch unless we were at the lodges where they learned that people had food with them and that, that made them mostly a nuisance. But here they are. They're just being fun in the trees. One of my favorite things is prairie dogs. These were pretty close to prairie dogs. They're um, some kind of a small rodent, mid-sized rodent, I guess, that had these holes in the ground and they would go in and out of the holes and stare at us and they were quite annoyed that we were there. There's a lot of different type of deer that we saw in the park. We saw antelope, we saw kudu, we saw gazelles. And this one I can't remember the name of, but kind of looks like a mule deer from where we are. So there's different types, a whole bunch of different types that we ran into. Some of them had short horns, some of them had the long curly horns. So there was a lot of different types we ran into. Again, this is one of my favorite birds. It reminded me of a pheasant, but it's all spotted all over with no big tail. So it was kind of fun just to watch this bird because it was a fairly good-sized bird. Oh, in my last video, I made a mistake. Well, I probably made more than one. I do. But I, I called this an anthill. It is not an anthill. It is a termite hill. I, I knew when I said that I thought, it's awful big for an anthill. I don't think so, but it is a termite hill. I would have liked to have seen the actual termites that could make something that big. Here's some more of the... Uh, deer that were in the park. I'll call them deer because I'm not sure. I think these were the gazelles again. But I love their big ears and you would just see them. They were, we saw a lot of these in the park. There was a lot of them. Um, and they had these big ears and they just kind of sit in the bushes and stare at you and they were pretty, uh, 
still when people were around so as not to, you know, be seen, I think. But we did see a lot of these. Then there is the hippopotamus. I have heard from lots of sources that hippopotamuses are the number one killer of people in Africa. Everybody told us this. I've looked it up. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it sounds like it might be. Very dangerous to get between a hippopotamus and water. So if there is one around, just make sure that you stay out of its way. Don't try to corner them especially, and don't try to get between them and their source of water. Hippopotamuses, I thought were really funny. You always see them, you know, around the water or in the water. But they don't come out if it's a sunny day or if it's hot. They stay in the water because hippopotamuses can sunburn and their skin will crack. So they're sensitive to the heat. Um, even though they live out here in this desert area, they need the water. Sometimes all they get is mud and they'll wallow in the mud to keep themselves covered in mud. But they need liquid on their skin. They can go in the water and they can go down under the water for as long as up to six minutes. Underwater they can either swim or they can walk along the bottom. The babies actually um, will use their mothers kind of like rafts to float on or float along with. You'll see them usually in groups. They usually come in a large group that stays together. The babies when they're born, when they're first born, within minutes they can swim and move around in the water. Their main, the hippopotamus's main predator is the crocodile. So that's, other than that, most animals don't bother them. They can be quite fierce and quite agile and they can run at a fairly good speed. And so, you know, they might look like something that would be an easy prey, but they're not. The way you can tell if they're getting upset is they will yawn, they'll open their mouth great big, and that is a sign that they're upset or nervous that you're there. It's a good time to make sure that you're not in their area. They will attack people and they will attack boats and upset boats if they get upset, so it's a good thing to watch them. But we saw them laying out on the bank. It was a cloudy day, but a nice day when we were there that day, and we were able to see them all laying out in this big group out on the bank and they're really funny because they all kind of snuggle together. We would go along as we went along we were always looking in the grass and in the trees for another animal. Zebras were really interesting because they seemed to just blend in. They, they were fairly difficult to see if they're back in the grass or in the bushes and that is the purpose of their stripes is for them to be able to mesh in and not be seen. So it's a camouflage for them. It's a camouflage for them from other animals and from flies because they don't see them as well. The stripes seem to confuse the animals that would prey on them. Uh, they don't see the vision right when they see that and it's kind of, it confuses them. And I can see why if you stare at them very long your eyes will go goofy. They have, I thought one of the funnest things to learn about them is that their stripes are, none of them are identical. They're like people's fingerprints. Every zebra has its own set of stripes and a different pattern. So it's kind of, their imprint are kind of like a fingerprint on them, giving them own, their own distinct identity. 
the babies are born with kind of tan or brown and black stripes, and later they turn into the white. Zebras live for about 20 years, and they can run really fast. And they, when they run, they run, they not only have the stripes that camouflage and confuse the eye, but they also run in a zigzag pattern as they run, and they run very quickly. I like zebras so much, I put zebra print in my house. I have zebra pillows on my red couch. I love the zebra. Of course, I'm an Israel zebra. It's fake zebra fur. Another animal that I'd like to talk about is the elephant. I am very intrigued by elephants and their loyalty to one another. They move in groups. They help take care of the group. They're a very interesting animal in that they have a matriarch. Uh, the oldest female will lead the pack of elephants. Elephants are the largest living mammal. And an animal that large, it takes a lot of food. So they are out foraging all the time for food. It takes up to about, it can take up to 350 pounds of food a day to feed an elephant. So they have to have a large feeding area. And that has been a problem for the elephant because as the people have encroached on their areas and built and moved into those areas, the elephants have lost the area that it takes for them to be able to find enough food. Because you think about a pack of elephants, 350 pounds of food a day, that's a lot of area to have to be able to eat in and not destroy all the food and then not have any food for, you know, the next time they come back to that feeding area. So it takes a large area to feed an elephant. The elephant's predators are a lion, a hyena, and humans. Humans have been a huge problem. Even though ivory has been outlawed, an elephant's tusks can weigh between 50 and 100 pounds apiece. And humans still, even though they're not supposed to market them, the ivory items anymore, they still people that want to buy them, so they're still poachers. And as long as there's people that will buy it, there'll be people out there killing the elephants. So we all need to help because we need to save our elephants. They are magnificent creatures. They're huge and they're fantastic creatures, but they can't fight against humans, either from encroaching on the area or killing them for their ivory tusks. These are just some of the animals that we saw. As we go on in some of the other days that we travel into Kruger Park, as well as other um, national reserves, I'll share with you some more on some other animals. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Come and join us on our website, boomerandseniortravel.tv.